this is the Ridiculous Upside Podcast with your host, Dakota Schmidt. Microphone check one, two, what is this? is episode number two of the Ridiculous Upside Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Dakota Schmidt. I am the editor-in-chief of Ridiculous Upside and the host for this podcast that unfortunately had a 10-day delay. Again, lovely listeners, I apologize for the bit of a delay between our first episode and the episode that I'm doing right now. But to redeem myself, I am going to talk about all of the great G League news that has occurred between episode number one and right now. And over the course of this episode, we're going to talk about the start of the FIBA America Cup, which will feature a whole crop of G Leaguers that will play on Team USA. Then we'll... uh, Break down what went on during the G League expansion draft. Uh, I'll give you some thoughts on some recent two-way signings like James McAdoo and Adrian Payne. And then we'll uh, finish off with answering some questions from the at Riddick Upside Twitter account. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. Then get to the news analysis. Everybody, welcome back to the Ridiculous Upside Podcast. And as I mentioned at the top of this episode, we have a wide variety of topics to get into from the FIBA America Cup, G League Expansion Draft, and some two-way signings. So let's, to start things out, let's talk about the FIBA America Cup, which is currently going on right now in a variety of locations from Argentina, Colombia, and Uruguay. Usually, I wouldn't really talk about FIBA tournaments, uh, either on on that Ridiculous Upside site, even though I've done that in the past with some uh, some of the high school kids that competed in, like, the uh, summer tournaments, but uh, this FIBA America Cup is special. Because there are a wide variety of former G-Leaguers that are competing in the America Cup. So uh, let's go down the list of some of the players that are on Team USA. Uh, you have former Reno Bighorns guard Kendall Marshall. Uh, former Sioux Falls Sky Force guard Larry Drew. Former OKC Blue guard Reggie Williams. Texas Legends guard C.J. Williams, Greensboro Swarm guard Xavier Munford, uh, Reno Bighorns Wayne, uh, Reggie Hearn, uh, Marshall Plumley, who spent the majority of the season with the Westchester Knicks, but he just signed a partially guaranteed 
deal with the LA Clippers, which means that he should be playing for the Agua Caliente Clippers. Later, later this season, you have a Darren Hilliard, Darren Hilliard of the Detroit Pistons. He has spent he, last year. He spent a lot of time in the uh, G League with the Grand Rapids Drive. And to finish things out, we have Texas Legends forward Jamil Warney, Cannon uh, Charge par forward Jonathan Holmes, and uh, par forward Alec Brown, who uh, signed. A deal in uh, this year for Spain, but last year he was with the Windy City Bulls, where he uh, stood as arguably the best um, uh, stretch big in the entire NBA G League. So uh, let's break down some of the players that are on Team USA. I think the one player is probably most noticeable to basketball fans is probably Kendall Marshall. As he has spent the most uh, time in the NBA, whether that's with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks or LA Lakers, where he almost averaged a, a double double. I think, what was it, 2014 15? He was on a really bad uh, Lakers team, but he put up some really good assist numbers, which he has done no matter where he's been. Whether he's in college, whether he's in the NBA, whether he's in the you know the NBA G League, so yeah, it's gonna be really fun to see him working as the lead facilitator for Team USA at the America Cup. Another point guard is uh, Larry Drew. I really loved uh, watching him play uh, last year with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. He has been in the G League for two or three seasons now, and he's uh, been, always been one of my favorite guards to watch play. Uh, Reggie Williams, you know, a 30-year-old NBA vet. He, uh, last year with the LKC Blue, he really stood as one of the more reliable offensive threats that the league has ever seen. The same can be said about uh, CJ Williams with the Texas Legends. Yet again, uh, another reliable scoring option while he's with the Legends or during his prior stint with the LA Defenders, of course, uh, Xavier Munford spent some time in the uh, G League last year. He also, uh, in prior seasons, prior to 2016-17, he worked as the backup uh, point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, one player that I'm happy to see finally get some attention is uh, Reggie Hearn. Reggie Hearn is... An intriguing player, six four, but he mainly plays at the uh, the at the wing position, and he is just an absolute knockdown uh, perimeter uh, weapon. He for the last two three seasons, he arguably stood as the best, one of the better perimeter shooters in the NBA G League, even though it was always overshadowed by the fact that. Uh, he was working with the Reno Bighorns, who have never really been the best team in the uh, NBA G League. But to put his perimeter shooting in perspective, last year in 2016-17, he shot 42% from beyond the arc on 7.2 perimeter, perimeter attempts per game. So, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, heard... Reggie Hearn can combine uh, volume with fantastic, fantastic 
e efficiency. Excuse me, I, I had a little burp there. Uh, Marshall Plumley. He's a, he's a he's a big old scrappy player, seven foot, seven foot center that that loves to crash the glass and also work a little bit as a rim protector on the uh, offensive on the on the defense end, excuse me. And uh, Jamil Warney, I think, is the one player that NBA scouts are going to be watching out for the most in this upcoming. Um, FIBA America Cup tournament, mainly because of the fact that I think Jamil is an NBA quality player. I think he's an NBA quality power forward, even though he's undersized at 6'7". He really doesn't have much of an outside game, but whenever he's on the court, he is the hardest, by far the hardest working player. He's an absolute monster on the offensive glass and he's a he's a great uh pick and roll threat as he is. He's quick, he's big, he he's big at uh two hundred and sixty pounds and he's also uh very par- powerful around the rim. He's basically a, a basketball version of a tight end. So it's gonna be really fun to watch uh Jamil Warney play for Team USA and all these players that I mentioned are going to be coached by a man that all NBA fans have had on their television screens for the past few seasons. He is a he is an ESPN color commentator, ESPN slash ABC NBA color commentator, Jeff Van Gundy. And of course, uh, before... He was a color commentator. He was head coach in the NBA with the Houston Rockets and with the New York Knicks back in the uh, back in the nineties when the NBA was slow paced and like teams got to like 70, 80 points back in uh, the good old days of the NBA, I suppose. So, um, so it's going to be really fun to watch Jeff Van Gundy coach a bunch of uh, really talented G League alums. And uh, give me a second, I'm going to tell you the schedule for Team USA. Their first game is uh, tomorrow, as I'm recording this, uh, Monday, August 28th. They're going to be playing against uh, Panama. For uh, the group phase, and they're going to be going against uh, Uruguay, then the uh, Dominican Republic. Um, I believe they're ju- they're just gonna uh, gonna sweep the competition because of the fact, for one, they're they have a uh, they're way more talented than uh, teams like Uruguay or the uh, Dominican Republic, but. They're going to need to, you know, build that momentum as they go into the uh, later stages to face off a, a solid team like Canada, which also features some uh, players that G League fans will quickly recognize, whether it's uh, Brady Heslip, who was with the Raptors 905 last season, whether it's uh, Andrew Nicholson, a Washington Wizards uh, forward, uh, Xavier Rothman Mays, who uh, signed a—he he didn't sign a 
two-way deal yet. He signed a partially guaranteed deal with the uh, New York Knicks. He also have a NBA vet, Joel Anthony, and uh, Grandy Glaze, who was uh, drafted in last year's uh, NBA. That was called the NBA uh, D-League. Drafted. Fortunately, he... Uh, Fortunately, Grandy didn't make his way to the D-League, uh, but he is still having success for himself. Um, he played some pretty good ball in uh, Europe, and now he's uh, back to play with likes of Bray Haslip, Joel Anthony, and uh, Andrew Nicholson for Team Canada. Transitioning from the FIBA America Cup to the NBA D-League expansion draft that... Uh, happened this past Wednesday where the four expansion teams, the Erie Bayhawks, Memphis Hustle, uh, Wisconsin Herd, and Agua Caliente Clippers of Ontario each obtained the rights to 11 uh, players. And as I mentioned at the top of the episode, most of these the players drafted probably won't be uh, seeing time with these uh, expansion teams. For example, the Erie Bayhawks selected Sean Kilpatrick. Sean Kilpatrick of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, if you know anything about the NBA, anything about the Brooklyn Nets, you probably know that Kilpatrick has really defined himself to be a solid uh, role player, maybe even a solid starter for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. So I really don't anticipate in him coming back anytime soon. Some other names that we probably won't be seeing. Uh, Jordan Crawford, the current member of the New York, uh, New Orleans Pelicans, excuse me. Uh, Jimmer Fredette, who was selected by the Memphis Hustle. Right now, he is going to be entering his second season in the Chinese Basketball Association. Uh, some other names we probably won't be seeing this year is the Nazis Antetokounmpo, who got uh, picked by the Agua Caliente Clippers. Uh, Tyler Harvey, who got selected by the Wisconsin Herb. We're probably not going to be uh, seeing him. Will Karen Goatee, Erie Bayhawks, another player that we probably won't be seeing. But there are definitely some intriguing names that could be spending some time this year in the NBA G League. Let's go by each team. For uh, for the Erie Bayhawks, they selected DeAndre Daniels with their uh, first round pick. And right now, unless uh, something changed over the last few days since I last checked, DeAndre Daniels, I don't think a team... Overseas, yeah, he's currently now with a an overseas team. Last season, he played with the with a team in Italy, but he's unsigned right now. So, which gives me the belief that we'll be seeing him in the NBA G League. Of course, DeAndre Daniels, a six-nine forward that uh, helped. The UConn Huskies win an NCAA uh, title back in 2014. Uh, Bue Beach, a former Long Island Nets player, pr 
probably will be spending some time with the Erie Bayhawks. I, Bu Beach is in the later stage of a recovery process from the injury they suffered last year, but I do believe that we'll be seeing him in the G League this year for the Memphis Hustle. They draft Marcus Teague with their uh, first round pick. Of course, uh, Teague uh, 2013 first round pick from uh, Chicago, the Chicago Bulls. But uh, of course, as you can probably guess, Teague really didn't have the best of luck during his time in the NBA as he uh, bounced around a little uh, uh, after, after the uh, Bulls. He Spent some time with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, then he went out to uh, spend some time with the OKC Blue. He went over to Europe to play some uh, some ball. And then uh, he finished last season with the four-way Mad Ants. Where I believe, I think he was a you know, pretty good uh, rotational piece. But uh, Curly Teague is not signed by, uh, by an overseas team. So... Chances are we'll probably be seeing him with the Memphis Hustle unless uh, an NBA team signs him to a train camp deal and maybe offers him a two-way. But I kind of kind of doubt that with a player like uh, Marcus Teague. And I kind of doubt that we'll see a, a European team pick him up in you know late August or uh, early September. Some other players that the Memphis Hustle picked up. Uh, Carl White, they picked up with their second round pick. Uh, they picked up his uh, G League rights because of the fact that he's currently with the uh, Miami Heat. I think chances are pretty good that Carl White will make the Heat's roster. But if he doesn't, then he'll be going to the uh, G League uh, and play with the Memphis Hustle with their third round pick. They uh, selected DJ Stephens, a name that uh, local natives will easily recognize due to him playing with the University of uh, Spanish co College Days with the University of Memphis. Uh, fourth round pick, they selected Mario Johnson. Excuse me, I'm getting a little bit of a acid reflux. As I'm talking, one player, <laughs> one player that I really liked that the uh, Memphis Hustle uh, picked up was uh, Omari Johnson. Omari Johnson, who uh, played a season, played two seasons actually with the Man Red Club, where I thought he was a pretty good uh, three and D forward. You know, we'll probably never see him in the NBA, but as a G League player, I think he can be a solid rotation piece. With the Memphis Hustle, so I like that uh, sign right there. Uh, some other players, some other players had the hustle picked up. Jamal Franklin, who's in China. Adonis Thomas, who is in Europe. Uh, G League alum Manny Harris, who again is in Europe. Uh, they selected Jordan Crawford, not Jordan Crawford, Jordan, not Jordan Crawford with an A, but Jordan Crawford with an O. The little uh, five-six guard that. Spend last season with the uh, Canton charge, and I believe Crawford is signed to a deal with Europe. So chances are, unless something happens, unless he gets released from that European team, we won't be seeing him play in the NBA G League with the Hustle this season. 
And for the Wisconsin Herd, they uh, selected Vince Hunter with their first round pick. Now, if you've been uh, reading my work at Rid Ridiculous Upside, you probably know that I am, have been a fan of uh, Vince Hunter since I saw him play in the uh, 2015 NBA com Combine. Uh, Vince Hunter really showed out uh, this year in the Utah Summer League. So, I like Vince Hunter. But I'm not sure if I like the herd using their first round pick on on Hunter because of the fact that because I believe that there isn't much of a chance that we'll be seeing Vince Hunter in a Wisconsin herd uniform this season. Do I think that Vince Hunter will be in the G League this year? Yes, but not with the herd. My reasoning behind this is that I really believe that the Memphis Grizzlies will sign Vince Hunter to their last two-way deal. Uh, the, the Grizzlies have had their eyes on Vince Hunter for a long time. He was part of their training camp roster heading into the 2016-17 season. Uh, he was part of their uh, train uh, not training camp, but summer league squad this past summer where he put up some pretty good numbers, 8.5 points, 5.7 rebounds, and only uh, 17 minutes per game. So he really showed his worth there in Las Vegas. His uh, status both in preseason last year and then, you know, uh, summer league this year proves that the Grizzlies do have had their eyes on uh, Vince Hunter. And I believe that they recognize how solid of a prospect he is. They recognize the fact that even though he's only 23, he does have experience, you know, both in the NBA G League and also international as he played in uh, Europe uh, last, both last year and in 2015-16. And in, uh, so he's both young and experienced, which is a good quality for a, a prospect to have, especially when it comes to uh, NBA teams that want to give a player a chance. Um, you know, as I said just a few moments ago, I like Vince Hunter. He's he's always been a player that I'm a fan of. He's grand off the glass. Uh, he is, you know, solid rim protector. And uh, this summer, he really showed uh, growth as a perimeter shooter, which is uh, something that could really make him into a bona fide NBA prospect if he uh, shows that. Uh, during preseason, where I believe uh, he'll be playing with the Memphis Grizzlies than uh, during the NBA G League. So like I said, uh, I like Vince Hunter, the player. I think he'll be in the G League, but I don't think that will come with the Wisconsin Herd. Aside from Vince Hunter, the Wisconsin Herd drafted some other uh, pretty solid players with the uh, second round. They picked Grassin Bakumana, a 20-year-old 6'11 big that spent uh, last season with the Northern Arizona Suns. He was mainly a role player last year with Northern Arizona, but in the rare glimpses that he played, uh, he both <laughs> looked like uh, a young 20-year-old that really 
hasn't played basketball that long, which Bakiman hasn't. And also a player with some potential for a 6'11 big. He's pretty quick. He can he can uh, crash the board. and can also work inside as a rim protector. Now, as I reported on uh, Twitter on Saturday night, Saturday evening, Bakiman will be spending the 2017-18 season with Wisconsin Herd, where I believe he'll be getting a lot more playing time than he did with the Northern Arizona, Arizona Suns, maybe, mainly because he's you know one year older, one year more mature than he was in Northern Arizona, and also the fact that uh, the Herd probably won't have uh, you know an experience, a veteran big that can step in and, you know, get major minutes like the Herd, I mean the uh, Suns, Northern Arizona Suns had last season. Aside from um, Bakimata and uh, Hunter, the Wisconsin Herd also drafted Perry Ellis, a former uh, forward for the Kansas Jayhawks, who, you know, people (laughs) joking to say that he was like seven years old, but he's not. He's, you know, a 23, 24-year-old forward that was actually pretty solid during his time as a rookie with the uh, Greensboro Swarm. Uh, last season, he really showcased himself to be a solid, you know, stretch four. And, you know, uh, going into this season, I was anticipating and looking forward to, you know, watching him play some more in the G League. But unfortunately, that won't happen at the start the season because he signed a deal to play in the National Basketball League in Australia. But here's the good news for Wisconsin Hurt fans. Even though Ellis will start the season in the NBL in Australia, the the regular season ends in early February, which, you know, might mean that if Ellis decides he could uh, go back to States and finish off the season with the Wisconsin Herd. Of course, uh, things can change. Ellis' team could uh, make the uh, NBL you know, playoffs, but if that doesn't happen, then uh, we might be seeing Ellis play with the Herd during the second half of the season. Aside from Ellis, some other players that the Herd selected include Corey Walden, Josh Davis, Michael Dunnigan, Jarvis Summers, James Siakam, Kyle Casey, Caddy Laney, and Tyler Harvey. Among those players, uh, the guys that haven't been signed are Josh Davis, Michael Dunnigan, Jarvis Summers, and Kyle Casey. Among that quartet, the player I'm probably most intrigued by, I think fans should be most intrigued by, is Michael Dunnigan, which is uh, mainly due to the fact that Dunnigan has really established himself as one of the better role players in the um, NBA G League during his time with the Cannon Charge. Uh, you know, he's a you know solid double-double threat, solid player they can put in uh, into the game every, you know, and depend on the play for, you know, 20, 25 minutes per game. And for, you know, a young expansion team like the Herd, that's a pretty decent asset to have. And to finish off our discussion with the expansion draft, 
Let's take a look at the AC Clippers, Agua Caliente Clippers of Ontario. But from now on, I'm just calling them the AC Clippers just to uh, save some time. Uh, I believe that the AC Clippers actually had a pretty good 24 hours, both on Wednesday with the expansion draft itself and on uh, Thursday and Friday with some of the moves that they, uh, you know, made later on. But for the draft itself, let's break down some of the players that they selected. With the uh, their first round pick, they selected Andre Dawkins, a former uh, guard for the Texas Legends, who is just an unstoppable uh, perimeter threat. Last year with the uh, Texas Legends, uh, Dawkins shot 44% from beyond the arc on seven perimeter attempts per game. So he can combine both uh, volume with incredible efficiency. After Dawkins, the AC Clippers selected uh, Bryce Cotton, who is currently in the same league as Perry Ellis as Cotton went to Australia. In the third round, they selected Corey Hawkins, who will uh, look to play alongside Andre Hawkins. Like Andre Dawkins, <laughs> uh, Hawkins is a pretty solid perimeter shooter as uh, in 2015-16 when he was with the Idaho Stampede. Uh, Corey Hawkins shot 41% from beyond the arc on 5.2 perimeter attempts per game. So, you know, like Dawkins, Hawkins can combine both efficiency and uh, volume. After... Dawkins and Hawkins, the uh, the AC Clippers like the Will Cummings, who's currently in Europe. Uh, JJ O'Brien, who is you know trying in tr to develop into a three and D uh, wing. Uh, he's really he's really improving on that though, as he shot thirty five percent from beyond the arc in twenty sixteen seventeen, compared to shooting thirty percent from three uh, in twenty fifteen sixteen when he was playing with Corey Hawkins in Idaho. In the selection after uh, J.J. O'Brien, the AC Clippers selected Jamil Wilson. Now, you may be wondering why the AC Clippers will would select Jamil Wilson. Because obviously, uh, the Clippers, the LA Clippers, uh, signed Jamil Wilson to a two-way earlier this summer. Well, I think the main reason why the AC Clippers Clippers uh, decided to do that was to, you know, be safe. Be safe with uh, having Jamil Wilson within the Clippers organization, whether it's in L.A. or Ontario, because, you know, a lot can happen during the, you know, the NBA season. For example, the the L.A. Clippers could have a bad, uh, uh, you know, time with history. I mean, bad time with injury, uh, especially with their, you know, backcourt. If, a, you know, a multitude of uh, backcourt players goes down with uh, with an injury, then the then the LA Clippers will have to sign, you know, a guard from the D-League, presumably to a two-way contract, which would, could ultimately leave Jamil Wilson being released from the LA Clippers after, so after, uh, Jamil Wilson is released from, from the LA Clippers, then he would, you know, end up with the AC Clippers, where, where he would still, 
you know, uh, get an opportunity to play within that Clippers organization. Okay. After Jameel Wilson, the AC Clippers selected the following players. Keith Steffick, Julia Jacobs, Aaron Kraft, Thanasis Antetokounmpo, and Yusu the Doye. Among the uh, five players that, that I listed, I think you should only keep your eyes on Keith Steffick and Julia Jacobs as they re- remain the only players within that five that are currently free agents and you know, chances are that they will be playing with the AC Clippers uh, this year. I don't know much about Keith Steffick, but uh, we did have an opportunity to watch uh, Julian Jacobs last year play uh, play some you know ball with the LA Defenders, where he put up some pretty decent you know numbers. He kind of you know was a bit of a disappointment to you know the expectations that he had going in. Considering that he was a pretty solid player at, uh, at USC. But uh, for the South, South Bay Lakers, he put up 6 points, 2.6 assists per game, uh, 2.65 rebounds per game, and 46% from the field, and 35% from beyond the arc. So hopefully for Jacobs, he'll be seeing some you know more time with the AC Clippers than he did with the LA Defenders last season. So uh, that wraps up my uh, talk about the AC Clippers uh, expansion draft itself. But that's not uh, the end of discussion with uh, this organization as they made some uh, moves in the day after the draft. They actually made uh, two moves. In the first uh, deal, they acquired the OKC Blues First round pick, uh, where they also, you know, ended up trading the returning player rights for what coming to, you know, as I said earlier on, is currently in Europe. They also received the returning player rights uh, to Lidante uh, Henting in exchange for their second round pick for this year and the returning player rights to Bryce Cotton. That was a pretty interesting trade as on on that same day, the Clippers ended up signing LaDante Henton to a train camp deal, which will include an Exhibit 10 clause, which could ultimately uh, lead the Clippers transitioning that train camp deal into a two-way contract um, later on. You know, at the end of train camp. So yeah, I think that the Clippers, you know, in their expansion season, uh, have started filling out their roster in a pretty good way with you know perimeter weapons like Corey Hawkins, Hawkins and Andre Dawkins, and then some solid, uh, solid wing players like Jamil Wilson and Ladante Henton. Alright, and the last topic on this edition of the Ridiculous Upside Podcast that we're going to talk about are some of the latest two-way signings that have occurred since the previous episode. Start things out, uh, let's talk about James McAdoo signing a two-way deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. It's It's not every day that you see... A two-time 
NBA title-winning player uh, deciding, one, to sign a two-way deal, and two, deciding to return to the NBA G League. But uh, that's what is going to be happening with uh, James Michael McAdoo and the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, uh, overpassed after being undrafted in uh, 2014. He started his pro career out with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Then he moved on to play with the Golden State Warriors, where he has been playing ever since. During his uh, three years with the Warriors, he was basically a bench warmer. He was basically a bench warmer as he only averaged 7.9 minutes per game. But, you know, in that extremely limited time, he, you know... Definitely showed some potential as, you know, there were more than a handful of games where he put up, you know, more than 10 points. You know, there were some, I believe, 15-point nights, uh, too, for James Michael McAdoo over the course of that uh, three-year career. So, uh, I think I think James Ma- Michael McAdoo is probably one of the better players that you'll be able to get on the two-way deal. And another pretty solid player that uh, signed to a two-way deal over the course of the last week or so, was uh, Adrian Payne, who signed a two-way deal with the uh, Orlando Magic, which would mean that he would be spending this season with the Lakeland Magic. And in a similar way to James Michael McAdoo, uh, Payne is a three-year NBA vet, as he's played with the Atlanta Hawks and Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, Payne is a 2014 first round pick, but he didn't have the best luck in the NBA as he uh, really became transitioned from being a solid rotation piece with the um, with the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, in 2014-15 to you know really becoming. A bench warmer, which is the main reason why he decided to join the D League. I mean, join the NBA G League and sign the two way deal with the Orlando Magic. I'm a fan of both of those players. Those are definitely the most experienced players that can sign uh, two way deals, as I believe the max amount of NBA experience that you can have before. You know, signing to the NBA G League is three seasons in the NBA, which both McAdoo and uh, and Adrian Payne hit. So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this second edition of the Ridiculous Upside Podcast. I appreciate everybody for listen, listening to this episode and listening to me ramble about the NBA G League for 39 minutes. We're still still hanging around. I appreciate you dearly. And uh, of course to follow the show. Follow us on Twitter. At Riddick Upside. R-I-D-I-C. Upside. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Just search uh, Ridiculous Upside on Facebook. I can personally be found on Twitter. At Dakota underscore underscore Schmidt D-A-K-O-T-A underscore S-C-H-M-I-D-T So ladies and gentlemen, 
Until next time, this has been Dakota Schmidt with the Ridiculous Upside Podcast, signing out.